Hello and welcome to the Raw Podcast brought to you by the Sunderland Echo. I'm your host for this afternoon, James Copley, and I'm joined from Portugal by Phil Smith. Phil, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Good to see you. Yes, indeed. Um, two little news lines this morning. Marie Louis Dreyfus has made a, a gesture to uh, Sunderland fans out in Portugal, which is um, just quite nice. Take us through that, Phil. Yeah, obviously a, a lot of supporters who flew out for the Rangers game only got to see 45 minutes. So if you are watching this or you know someone who's still out in Portugal, you can come and watch training tonight. They're training at the same stadium where the games were um, from half five till seven o'clock. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be an opportunity for a bit of meet and greet with the players and staff as well. So a chance to maybe get some photos and say hello and uh, ask Ross Stewart if he's signing a new contract. I'm sure someone will have a go. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it should be really nice. Obviously, you know, sort of post-COVID world, it's really good that we can get the, you know, fans can get the chance to have that little bit of interaction. Um, and obviously, the, the the women are having an open training session tonight, aren't they, as well, down at Seaburn ahead of the uh, England-Norway game as well. So if you listen to this from Sunderland, there's a chance for some open training as well. So nice that we can see this kind of thing come back a bit. Absolutely nice of the club to um, engage with supporters. And if ever, anybody does speak to Ross Stewart and he does confirm that he's going to sign a new contract at Sunderland, if you could let Phil know, that would be um, that would be really helpful. Phil, this is really good. I'm only, I'm only joking. It is his birthday. Leave the poor lad alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a really nice gesture by Kyle Drifus in the club um, for fans out of Portugal, but it does leave people. Um, sort of hanging who screamed and paid for the uh, game only to receive 45 minutes coverage uh, there's a bit of a not a backlash but it's too sensationalist but um, a little bit of grumbling on social media there's been nothing announced um, after that which is I guess fair isn't it yeah listen, Rangers announced they would refund didn't they um, so definitely something to think about um so, we'll, yeah, we'll have to wait and see whether anything gets announced on that. I'm not sure at the moment. Um, obviously, Rangers were pretty proactive in, in offering refunds. So, yeah, you can certainly understand people would feel a bit disappointed. Um, hopefully, there are still enough people out here to, to come down and watch training tonight. Um, but, yeah, it listen, really disappointing for people who came out because it's a long way to travel for 45 minutes of football, isn't it? And it's a, a lot of expense, especially in the current climate. Indeed, I'm echoing um, horrendously at the moment. So, Phil, please tell us about Niall Huggins and the injury update. And I'm just going to nip it downstairs very quickly and grab some oversized headphones that make me look ridiculous but should improve the, uh, the sound quality. So give me a second. Yeah, so I spoke to Alex Neal on, uh, on Saturday night after the Rangers game. Um, I suppose it... and I don't want to say disappointing news because that's probably over um, overselling it, really. I think that you know Huggins obviously had a really horrible look last season he had the the stress factor of his back to begin with which I think he felt was obviously being in a situation at Leeds where he hadn't had much of a pre-season because he'd been training away from the first team group obviously they expect him to leave and maybe just the kind of the um, intensity of coming into senior football after that caught up with him he made good progress in his recovery from his stress factor of his back but then had stress fractures in both of his heels um, which is something that he's still recovering now so it's he is out in Portugal, which is really good news. He's doing his rehab, he's working with the physios, um, but it doesn't look like he's going to be ready for the start of the season. In fact, I'd say it looks highly unlikely. He's, he's not doing the full pre-season programme at the moment. He's doing his own work as he comes back. So it's going to be a while before we see Huggins, unfortunately. And um, Obviously, a knock-on effect of that is at the moment, some don't really have one left-sided defender in Dennis Serkin. Um, Lyndon Gooch, of course, can play there. Luke O'Neill can play there. 
Um, but maybe it's something for them to think about recruitment-wise because it's definitely one of a few areas where they look a little bit light at the moment. Do you think maybe they will recruit in that, that sort of area, Phil, or, or is it, you know, players can can cover there, so there's more there's, there's more pressing um, well, I think, positions to be filled? I, I think there is more pressing positions in terms of maybe in goal, in terms of a backup to Patterson or competition for Patterson and up front as well, clearly. But I do think they need one more. Whether it's somebody who can play left back or left centre back, that might be a way around it. Um, but I think at the moment, you know, you had kind of four centre backs last year, and the second half of the season, you've currently only got three. Um, so you add into there, you know, that Serkin is your only left back, and I think it just leaves you one light at the moment. Um, yeah, like I say, whether you could then maybe sign someone who's comfortable in a couple of defensive positions, that might work. But looking at the squad as it stands, I'd say they're one sort of naturally left-sided defender short. Some uh, some news on Nathan Broadhead as well, who's jetted out on pre-season training with Everton. Yeah, well, I think we spoke about that yesterday, didn't we? And we kind of anticipated that, that would be the case. Um, obviously, Everton haven't done a lot of income and business yet. Um, so it's an opportunity for Frank Lampard to look at some players who probably didn't see much of when he arrived at the club, sort of midway through last season. Um, and it also supplements his squad while he tries to do some business. So... Obviously, it's significant in the sense that clearly there's nothing close with Sunderland and Everton over Broadhead. You know, otherwise he wouldn't be flying out to America. Doesn't necessarily mean he won't be leaving the club later in the window. Um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But certainly, it, it underlines that you know Alex Neil kind of suggested the other night that there were a few players Sunderland were trying to sign, but that there was still a difference in valuation, and that the club were going to have to be pretty patient and wait until maybe later in the window to see if those either the prices came down or the clubs become willing to let those players go. Um, and I think probably this is a development that just kind of underlines that, that, that Sunderland are playing a bit of a waiting game. Yeah, two of those forward players that have been linked with Sunderland, Troy Parrott from Tottenham Hotspur and Kadara from Brighton, who's more of a winger, but two quite um, exciting, exciting links for Sunderland fans, those two, especially Troy Parrott, who's very, very highly rated and did well with MK Dons last season. Yeah, he did really well. I think that you know it's fairly obvious that Sunderland need more straight and depth um, and it looks as if, because we know obviously they've had a long-standing interest in Jack Rodoni at Wimbledon as well, it looks like they are in the market for another creative player. Um, whether that then means that somebody like Jack Diamond might go out on loan, we'll have to wait and see. Um, they'll definitely be a kind of transfer chain, if you like. Um, but yeah, it's very obvious that they're still active in that part of the pitch. They need a striker, you know, someone like Troy Parrott would be an excellent signing. Um, we'll have to wait and see on deals like that, because of course there'll be a lot of Championship clubs competing for a small pool of players, and obviously one of the bigger things will be game time, won't it? You know, we all know that players like Alex Pritchard, Ross Stewart, currently ahead of the queue in terms of the pecking order at Sunderland. So there'll be a lot of talks to be done, a lot of convincing to be done. So we'll, we'll wait and see how that all develops. Indeed, obviously Roma on Wednesday night. What are we expecting ahead of that game? Obviously, it's it's difficult to say in terms of pre-season, and it's been coloured a bit by the the Rangers debacle, only playing forty-five minutes. But it should be interesting to see what Alex Neil does. Yeah, I think so. I, I I think probably what he would have done originally was pretty much change the entire team. He was going to give those lads on Saturday night ninety minutes, most of them, and then I think you would have seen a team, you know, Jack Diamond, Leon Diaku, Lyndon Gooch, Carl Winchester. Um, I think you would have seen all those kind of changes made for the start on Wednesday. Maybe now he'll have to mix and match it a bit more because um, he'll probably need to top up the minutes of the lads who played on Saturday. Um, so yeah, I think I think we will definitely see opportunities for the likes of Jamie Tete, 
Um, obviously, Diak and Diamond are the two who might get a really good chance to make an impact. Bailey Wright, I think we might see make his first appearance of pre-season. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see a lot of changes, but we'll probably see some of the lads from Saturday at some stage as well because they'll need a top up. I think. What's the situation with goalkeepers out in Portugal, Phil? Because Patterson's the only real senior goalkeeper at the club with Carney there. Is he expected to play against Roma again, or could we see Carney drop in? Well, I think that I would. I think we might well see Carney at some stage. Yeah. Um, so there's there's actually two young goalkeepers out here at the moment. So there's Jacob Carney, who obviously signed for Man United last summer and was the under 23s number one in inverted commas, if you like. But there's also a young young lad called Adam Richardson. People might remember about 18 months ago signed a, a professional deal. Um, there was interest from him in from Liverpool and Man United. So that was quite a big deal for the club that they were able to get that done. Um, you know, I'd expect him to kind of push on into the under twenty three group this year. So he's out here at the moment as well. But you know, obviously it was it was Carney who was sort of ready to come on for Patterson, if you like, the other night if someone did need to make a change. So at the moment he's the kind of number two if you like. Um, and we might well see him get it's on Wednesday, we'll we'll wait and see. Um but we'll definitely see Carney at some stage over pre season for sure, unless Sunderland can obviously make progress um in their search for senior goalkeeper. It's always an interesting aspect of pre-season with youngsters going out with the, the first team that can cause reasonable hype at times. Are there any others apart from goalkeepers who have travelled out with Alex Nail squad? Yeah, they, I mean, to be honest, the, the, there's quite a strong core of the under-23 group out here. Um, Harrison Sona and Ellis Taylor, obviously two players who some of the fans will know pretty well from, from pre-season last year and also the Pat Johns trophy. Um, you know, Ellis Taylor, I think, is probably the one who over the last year has been closest. He's really been a first-team squad member in terms of training. Um, had some injury issues last year, which is the only real reason why we probably didn't see more of him, especially in the 23 group. Um, I wonder if you know he'll be in that category of player who might be go for a loan later in the window, but definitely himself and so For example, they'll be um, with the senior group for most of pre-season, I expect. And we also have Zach Johnson, who's a defender as well. Um, Zach was an under-18 player last year, but was playing in the under-23s, right-sided defender. He did really, really well and was rewarded with a with a first professional contract. Um, so I suspect he'll be in that boat this year of being an under-23s player who probably gets a chance to train with the seniors quite a lot. Um, and I'm missing one more. Caden Kelly um, as well, who I think scored against either Blythe or Gateshead one, in one of the two behind-the-closed-doors <laughs> games. He's sort of Irish midfielder, sort of number 10, can easily play centre midfield as well and he's got a wicked set piece on him I don't know if we'll see many of these lads against Roma just because as I explained I think the senior lads might now have to take priority in terms of their match minutes after losing those 45 Um, but yeah there's certainly a a good core of of that young under 23 squad out here and just finally Phil how long have you got left on your jolly in Portugal and what should we expect from from you on the Sunderland Echo website in the next couple of days yeah, well, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll be able to, to bring you some coverage of the, of the training session tonight. Um, obviously, fans will be there as well, um, so we'll wait and see who comes to that, see if we can speak to some people. And then Wednesday morning, we'll have sort of com- comprehensive coverage of the game. Um, yeah, I'll be running a live blog, we'll have all your player ratings and some reaction from Alex Neal as well, um, and then we'll sort of be reviewing the tour. So, yeah, um, hard work goes on, still plenty to come from us. Champion, thank you very much for joining me, Phil, and thank you to the listener too. That brings an end to another edition of the Raw Podcast, brought to you by the Sun and Echo. Thank you once again for listening.